Welcome to episode number 18 of the Road to Cinema podcast, featuring filmmaker Derek Wayne Johnson, whose new documentary, John G. Avildsen, King of the Underdogs, is currently in post-production and anticipating a release later this year. The documentary chronicles the life and career of the Oscar-winning director of Rocky, John G. Avildsen. Avildsen's work also includes the Karate Kid trilogy, Lean on Me, starring Morgan Freeman, and Save the Tiger, the film which won Jack Lemmon his only Best Actor Academy Award. The documentary features interviews with Avildsen himself, as well as Sylvester Stallone, Jerry Weintraub, the producer of The Karate Kid, director Martin Scorsese, as well as many other collaborators who have worked with Avildsen over the course of his career. We'll also discuss some vital filmmaking advice that Derek learned from Avildsen, as well as how Derek organized the production and post-production of the documentary and even launched a very successful Kickstarter campaign. For more information on the Road to Cinema podcast, to read the Road to Cinema blog, and to watch our Road to Cinema YouTube series, please visit jogroadproductions.com. And you can follow us on Twitter for the latest updates, at jogroad. And now we join filmmaker Derek Wayne Johnson as he discusses the inspiration behind the making of the new documentary, John G. Avildsen, King of the Underdogs. Well, my, uh, my fascination... Uh, with with John Avildsen and his film started at a very young age. Um, obviously, Rocky and the Karate Kid had a lot to do with that. Those being my two favorite films of all time. And I always knew I wanted to be a filmmaker. Um, as a matter of fact, the first movie I remember seeing in a theater was when I was three years old. I saw the Karate Kid Part Two, and I was just you know hooked from then on. And so I always wonder why do we know Spielberg's name and why do we know George Lucas and Scorsese and all these great filmmakers but we don't know who made Rocky or the Karate Kid and uh, as a kid I was you know coming up and studying film and learning um, you know how to make films even in film school I was fascinated by this unknown director with this weird name he had this G you know John G. Allison what is that who is this guy and then, you know, you find out he made both of those films, and then you find out he made, he won an Oscar for Rocky. So it, it, my interest in him and, my, and being influenced in him started, you know, when I was, when I was just a kid. And uh, the, the documentary came about. Uh, he and I met. I tracked him down um, online. Um, you know, you always kind of want to meet your heroes, I guess. And uh, I pitched him a couple of scripts, and he turned me down. He lived in Louisiana at the time. What's uh, incredible is, you know, you took that initiative and, uh, you know, I believe you started a very successful Kickstarter campaign, uh, which was early in 2014. Is that correct? Right. Yes, we uh, we did that with the help of, of John. He was very supportive in that. Um, and, of course, the Kickstarter campaign was was really the, the cherry on top, the, the, the icing on the cake. I raised the budget through private investors. 
But John and I thought, hey, you know, what would be a good way to get exposure for this documentary and get the fans involved? And so I thought of Kickstarter, and he, he loved the idea. He's very good to his fans. And, uh, and yeah, we had we set out for $20,000, and we, we actually raised uh, almost 30000 So uh, a lot of people supported this thing. Wow, that's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I was wondering what you thought may have been sort of your, uh, what kind of led you to create such a successful Kickstarter campaign, because there's just, there's so many of them out there, but you were able to sort of capture the attention of people. Well, I think uh, the subject matter has a lot to do with it. Um, I always joke around, uh, you know, I didn't set out to make a, a documentary about earthworms, you know, or something really, you know, like, <laughs> like that. I made set out to make a documentary about something we all are familiar with and love and, uh, you know, these movies. So Kickstarter was just, you know, it, it, I was kind of iffy about it at first because, as you know, with Kickstarter, if you don't raise your budget, you don't get anything. And um, I just, I don't know, I felt like it was just a nice thing to do, a good, the right thing to do. And um, I had never done crowdfunding ever. And I haven't done it since. Yet. So uh, I don't know. It was just it was a successful thing because, again, the subject matter. Um, I think people were very interested in finding out who John Avildsen is. Yeah, and to me, what I've always uh, found interesting about John Avildsen is that, uh, you know, to me, he's the complete filmmaker. Um, you know, if you know, on many of his films, he served as cinematographer, camera operator. Uh, he's edited many of his own films and there's something about that uh, concept of a director who's really involved in every aspect of the filmmaking process that somehow enhances the films and, and makes them more grounded in a way which you see in Save the Tiger or even in Rocky for that matter right right yeah it's, it's, it's fascinating I mean he's the man I, I call him a, a, a modest genius I think he is a genius, and he would laugh at that. But he he really is kind of one of the last of his kind. A true filmmaker, a, a true film technician, a true storyteller. His films, you know, like you just said, he could do it all. Um, as a matter of fact, a uh, little anecdote here, uh, about a month ago, um, I just said, hey, let's... I, I, I hit him up, because obviously I'm editing the documentary right now. It's a daunting, daunting task. And I hit him up and said, hey, this has nothing to do with the editing going on right now, but I'm just curious to know about you, you as an editor. Can you tell me, like, how did you get started in editing and things like that? He goes, hey, let's have lunch, and I'll tell you all about it. So we had lunch, and he told me his entire history of editing, you know, on movieolas, and then he actually edited The Karate Kid on VHS first. Really? And then went into digital, I think, Eight seconds, or maybe it was Desert Heat was on digital. So he's done, he's edited on every format you could think of, and and it's just fascinating to me because you know with my generation we just come up really with uh, in the digital world. So and then as far as uh, you know shooting, he started out you know he was he was shooting industrials for uh, you know uh, companies like L'Oreal, and uh, and so he had to learn how to shoot. He had to learn the camera and learn the filmmaking process. So 
He's just, yeah, he's just a fascinating, true filmmaker. What's interesting, too, about Rocky is that it was sort of made, even though it was made out of studio, it was such a low-budget film. And, um, you know, because he had worked with Lloyd Kaufman, who was part of, you know, the Troma Company, uh, he was able to sort of institutionalize kind of non-union crew and, and really make it kind of uh, run and gun uh, when they were shooting, I think, in Philadelphia, where they, I think some of the stuff, they didn't even have permits. Right, right. Yeah, I think they, they eventually uh, got got noticed and got in trouble uh, or, you know, kind of booted out. But, yeah, he's just, it's fascinating. He could take, he, he's just kind of the master at taking nothing and turning turning it into something. Yeah. And uh, you'll actually, in our in our documentary, Stallone and a lot of people, and Lloyd and a lot of people really uh, dive into that, how he was able to take, I believe it was $900,000, and just make it look like a $10 million movie, and of course go on to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was wondering, too, if going into the shooting process, if you had any type of script or conceptual idea of how you saw the whole documentary uh, panning out, or was it sort of capturing everything, and then when you you started to edit, sort of figuring out how you were going to arrange it? I've always had the idea in my head. Um, and actually, John would uh, jokingly, you know, kind of be like, "Hey, you know, you need to put this put this down on paper, kid. Put this down on paper." And, um, and of course, I would, but I didn't. I didn't have, <clears throat> you know, a strict script. I just had a concept. And and also, I was heavily influenced by other documentaries. Um, must give a shout out to Jerry Weintraub and his documentary, His Way, based on his book. When I stop talking, you'll know I'm dead kick-started my interest um, before I even met John Avildsen in making a documentary. Um, and also there was, uh, I knew it was you, Rediscovering John Cazal, uh, wonderful documentary about the actor who played Fredo in The Godfather. Um, the Kid Stays in the Picture about Robert Evans. I was inspired by these, uh, these wonderful documentaries. And so when I got a chance to make a documentary about my hero, um, I, you know, I, obviously studied those those films and um uh but again going back to the script it was more i did have it down on paper but mainly just in my head and uh the the interviews process was was heavily structured um you know i would come up with a set uh like i would have stock questions for everyone maybe five stock questions and then i would tailor make the the rest of the questions maybe five more to the, the person I was interviewing. And that way we could get some of the same answers, some of the different answers on the same topic, but also they could personalize it a bit. So it was, it was really interesting. Actually, I gotta say, uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, obviously he's answered every question in the book about Rocky, and he actually says on camera, he was so delighted, he said, I, you're asking me questions I've never been asked before. Thank you. Thank you for making it easy. <laughs> and that just kind of, that made my year right there, you know. What, what, uh, what, what are some of the, the most surprising things that you think you learned about uh, John Avildsen as well as some of the films uh, during the shooting process? What I've learned about John, as I, I could break it down in a few things. What I've learned about John as, as a filmmaker is kind of going back to him being able to just do it all. I've learned so much about his, how he's meticulous and... He's, he's just so interested in story 
and, and character. His favorite word, I believe, is charm, charming, charm. You know, he loves using those. He, he talks about, you know, when he first read the, the Rocky script, he was charmed. Um, he loves the Karate Kid movie because it's charming. So I really started understanding that this man is definitely interested in telling a good story. Um, I, also, as a filmmaker, I just learned about how prepared he is. And, and, and also the amount of movies he's made. He's made almost 30 feature films. Um, in, in the course of you know of about thirty years, and uh, thirty or forty years of his career, so you know there's just so much to so much I've learned about him as a filmmaker, as a as a man, as a human. I've just learned how charming he is. He's just a wonderful friend, a wonderful mentor, just a really great guy. And as far as what I've learned about his movies, I mean. You know, I basically have taken on the task, the ultimate, I mean, obviously I am a filmmaker, but I'm also a fan. So the knowledge that I picked up about each and every one of his films and how he made those films and what they mean to him and to the people that made them with him, is just astounding. And I'm very excited about this documentary because we're really breaking down his process, who he is and, and why his films are so successful and why some of them aren't so successful yeah and uh i was wondering too about uh how you organized your crew and uh you know went about uh putting this all together did you also serve as the producer on the film as well yeah actually i'm the the writer director producer editor i'm kind of doing it myself in a sense but i have a wonderful team um chris may is not only one of my best friends but he's my producing partner um uh, Anthony Abelson is John Abelson's son. He's our cinematographer. Wow. And uh, we've also had, you know, makeup artists and hairstylists come in. We've had some other crew guys come in. We've kept it very small. Usually during an interview, there's no more than five people on set. And uh, so, yeah, I've just kind of kept the crew small. Um, there's a lot of producers on this. And, uh, yeah, we're very proud for what we've been able to accomplish with such a small crew and such a small budget. Uh, very, very happy to have the team that I have behind me. Yeah. Uh, was it at all difficult to organize interviews and uh, and travel? Were, were you mostly traveling to the people, or were they they coming to you? Or uh, well, it, I gotta say, getting the interviews weren't was not a difficult task because I think that says a lot about John. Um, almost everyone signed on. I mean, I could only count on one hand, maybe two hands, you know, the, the rejections we got for whatever reason, they were usually for scheduling purposes. But um, really getting the interviews, uh, for instance, I'll go back to Stallone one more time, that he said yes the day we called. You know, we didn't have to wait three weeks and go through all this red tape. The day we called, he said yes. I mean, it was that, you know, it, it's, it was that easy. Um, but yeah, we traveled. We, uh, we, we when shooting in LA, um, we had a neutral location where they could come to us if they felt better about that. Some of them we went to their house. Some of them we would shoot in a hotel. We even flew out to Burt Reynolds' house in uh, in Florida. We flew up to New York. We found Pennsylvania. So we've been all over the U.S. and everyone's just. I think we did uh, about forty interviews in nine months. Wow. 
it's a big undertaking. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I was wondering too about uh, when you put together a documentary. Sometimes you have to, you know, license clips from movies, and uh, that also sort of becomes part of the budget. Was that difficult at all to uh, to organize what scenes from movies you wanted to use, and sort of getting those licensing fees in a way? Well, since we're still editing, and we just recently uh, finished filming. We are. We haven't hit that process yet. But what I'm doing is, and uh, I even talked to John about this, and kind of got his opinion. Is I'm editing the movie the way I see it, you know, my ultimate vision. And then once we have, you know, the movie the way I see it and want it, then we we'll, we will, you know, go through the process of budgeting out what this will take to have it this way. And then if we need to trim down and take out things because it's going to get too expensive or we can't get the rights, we'll go from there. So we're starting with more than what we need or can probably get, and we'll whittle our way down. Um, and, of, of course, through negotiations and things like that, hopefully we can get it for a decent price. Um, I just felt like if I didn't do it that way, then I would feel, I don't know, I, I would feel like I wasn't doing the documentary justice. You know, if I said, oh, well, I only can do this much, so I should stick to that. I'm just kind of making the movie, going from there, and, um, you know, fingers crossed. But as John said once, he said, he said, he called me up, he said, have you, have you figured out how much it's going to take yet? And I said, you know, how much dough it's going to take to get all these clips? I said, not yet, not yet. And he said, well, just remember, kids, there's no, it's not a mystery. People do this all the time. Hmm. So... Yeah, we're, that's kind of where we're at right now is just still editing, putting it together, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, too, as a, as a mentor, John Avilton has been to you in a certain way. Uh, what do you think has been one of the most vital aspects of the filmmaking process that you've learned from him over the time that you've, uh, you've talked to him? To have an opinion. To have an opinion and stick to it. That, that's, and to, to, to direct to be the leader, to be the captain. Um, you know, don't let anyone run over you. And uh, so that's been a big thing I've learned. You know, to, if you believe in something, stick with it. Also, he's taught me to, to remember the golden rule. He who has the gold rules. Um, as you probably know, uh, John has been fired many times. He was fired from Serpico and Saturday Night Fever and uh, a few others because he had too much of, a, of an opinion. And so he's really taught me to, you know, stand up for what you believe in, and and but also play the game, you know, because you don't want to make the same the same mistakes that I've made. Basically, is what he, he said. But also, as a filmmaker, which I've always believed, but being mentored by John is story, story, story. So you'll never see John ever do a CGI movie. You'll never see see John do, you know, some sort of science fiction you know, type of film. He's not interested in that. And really, neither am I. He really is old school in story and character comes first. And uh, that that's, that's something, those are two things that I've really, really picked up from John. And whether I knew that, knew that or not, certainly getting to know him has reinforced it. Yeah, and you see that too with the performances in his movies. Uh, you look at Peter Boyle and Joe and Jack Lemmon and Save the Tiger, and then you know you go into Rocky with Sylvester Stallone, and even the amazing, uh, I believe, Oscar-nominated performance of Pat Morita in Karate Kid. 
you know, he just gets these really uh, deep emotional performances from his actors. And, uh, you know, just you feel it as an audience member. Absolutely. You know, it's one thing we hit on is he, in, in the documentary, is he directed seven actors to Academy Award nominations. Seven. That's a pretty incredible feat. Um, but you'll also hear some actors feel he's too technical. And uh, some actors say he's an actor's director. So it's fascinating uh, the different you know, opinions that people have on working with him. Um, it's common knowledge that he and Burt Reynolds did not get along. Uh, but, you know, then again, he and, uh, but Jack Lemmon loved it, you know, so it's just, a, it's fascinating, um, the, the kind of feedback we're getting from, from different people he's worked with. Yeah. Um, is there any, uh, project that John Avildsen's working on at the moment or any film that he's developing? He, he has a script that he's, that he's wanting to direct, that he's attached himself to. I, I can't give out any information but uh he certainly has a project that he's wanting to do and i really hope that this documentary will make it easier for him to do so you know I, the, one of the things about our film is there's no reason why john avelson shouldn't be still be working you know he says he's semi-retired uh you know when the phone stops ringing kind of kind of thing and it certainly has unfortunately so Again, he does have a project he's wanting to do, and we hope this documentary kind of catapults that and, and gets this great filmmaker back behind a camera. Yeah, uh, that's. I mean, that's what sort of captured my interest about it uh, when I, you know, stumbled upon it over, you know, looking at different things about John Avildsen online. You know, it's uh, it's great to see that you're bringing awareness to someone who really deserves it and who has a, a large body of work that, uh, you know, should continue to be rediscovered. Absolutely. It's, uh, you, you know, and, and you'll, it, you'll ask him, you'll say, uh, why, why haven't you made a movie in 20 years? And he'll say, the phone stopped ringing. So uh, that just kind of fascinates me. It's, it, it, there's no reason that phone should have stopped ringing, you know, so. Yeah. And uh, is there any, uh, what do you see as sort of the projected release of the film? And are you looking to go to film festivals uh, at a certain point down the road? And yeah, yeah, we hope to release this year, and we're also interested in festivals. We want to do that whole circuit, and uh, we really, really want to get this movie out there, uh, you know, to the masses, and we're working on, you know, HBO and, and things like that. You know, we're, we're, we really think we have a great product, a marketable product, and a product that a lot of people will get behind. I think audiences want to see this, and, and for those that, you know, because, again, you know the movies, you just don't know the man behind the camera. So, uh, yeah, we're looking for a 2015 release, festival circuit, the whole shebang. And right now it's just, you know, my team and I just, we, we finished up shooting um, back in December. And, uh, yeah, we, we, it's just been a daunting editing task. I think 50 hours of footage getting down to a 90-minute film. But, hey, it's wow. been absolutely 